hipster bricks by Denver Day, the cost of doing business, the price of egalitarianism in the 21st century, or it takes money to make money. Part 21. <clears throat> Nobody drinks anymore, or we didn't, anyway. But you wouldn't have known it in that place unless you were the bartender or the governor of Utah. It was dark and loud and the damn crowded in a small venue. Uh, but it would have been crowded still even if the place were double the size that it was. It could be categorized as a hole-in-the-wall type of bar. Not in the sense that it was dingy or seedy, but simply because the space, functionally, was the result of the two long, narrow establishments on either side of it. Uh, bricks. Hipster bricks. I used to work as the short-order cook and night manager in a building like this when I was in college. Anyway, the metal band was running through a half stack of Marshall amps. If you're familiar with the subject, you know that it is a lot of decibels for a 700 square foot room. Made out of bricks. They had those things cranked. And those dudes were shredding blue fire in there and the screamer was putting in fucking spurs of the whole number. Well, there was no talking. There would have been no talking even if it had been half as loud as it was. One of those situations where you have to scream directly into the ear hole of the bartender or anyone else with whom verbal communication must occur. Anyway, nobody drinks anymore, so stop fucking drinking. And so anyway, there we were, enjoining many straight-edged metalhead types, right in the middle of the intersection of audio weaponry, solid-state electricity, and organized sheep-shit heavy metal. It wasn't a metal bar, but it was metal night tonight, and the crowd reflected just such a mashup. We squeezed in at a table among a crowd of other adults up all night. Julie struck up a screaming mouth-to-earhole conversation with the woman sitting next to her, and they carried on for a good solid five minutes, although, of course, I could not hear a word of their conversation. Metal crowd is... Similar to the motorcycle crowd in as much as being a relatively closed community, leather-bound, but amicable, amicable with a good foot forward, uh, if you know where to, if you understand the context, and self-policing, and of course the uh, uh, demographics overlap somewhat among such groups. One of the guitarist's axes was the kind with uh, pointy corners. Three songs came and went. Unlike hardcore punk, these can be relatively long songs with bridges and solos and guitar solos. But anyway, after about three of them, I got a tap out from Julie, and we stood, and so did the woman she'd been uh, chatting with. And the three of us walked back to the front door. We had come in through and walked out. It was still quite loud in there, <clears throat> or out front, but it was conversationable uh, air. And we stood moving our jaws to try to get our ears back in working order. Julie introduced me to uh, Stephanie, who she had not previously known, but of course knew people like her and, well, partisans, <clears throat> paisanos. Let's go, she said. We walked to the vehicle and got in, three deep in the front bench seats. Man, it was nice and quiet in there. Ears are ringing a little bit. Beyond that, nice and quiet. Everyone seemed exhausted, all the driving. And it was just getting generally late. Julie and I were still getting a 
our sea legs established, so to speak, during uh, those are the early stages of our continental expedition. It was a healthy kind of tired. I slept on the couch, and Stephanie and Julie got each got their own bed. Next morning, we got up and went down to check out the free continental breakfast. There was not much to it, however. It was a good reason to take a silent poll of our cohabitants in the hotel, though. Who else is staying at the Sun and Tote Lodge or whatever? Uh, one of those apparently several several interstate highways in Salt Lake City or near downtown in the airport. Other people, basically, who are also generally trying to avoid wage slave day jobs and insurance racketry and other such bastardations of the human free will. It's the, if you would, it's the nice thing about the pursuit of a muse, one of them, one of the nice things, that, that is, it's honest cause for exploration and, and transience, you know. And such a path can only lead to growth. And even if it gets you killed, it is inarguably a good faith effort. And so is a transcendent, is transcendent in its merit. If one is living life correctly, though, death's not supposed to kill you. Death has everything to do with the incorrect perspective of others or oneself. Generally, incorrect perspective. So the muse won't get you killed but people of no faith will be convinced that you're dead indeed. The muse won't get you killed, but people of no faith will be convinced that you're dead indeed. I will say that this sort of lifestyle doesn't have to be hard on one's mother, but getting here can be if you're a hard case or a hard ass or it's a rough ride for whatever reason or purpose because it takes a fucking lifetime to live deliberately. <laughs>